This is episode 169, 20 Ways to Change Your Life in 2020. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Dance of Life. Welcome to 2020. I cannot believe it's here. I have a very inspiring quote from Tony Robbins to anchor us for today's awesome episode. I've got so much cool, life-changing stuff to share with you. But first, the quote. He says, The only impossible journey is the one that you never begin. Again, that's by Tony Robbins, and I absolutely love that quote for today's episode because we're talking about so many life-changing things that you can take action on. Look, we're in 20-freaking-20. I mean, it is unbelievable. It is here, guys. I mean, just take a moment right now to reflect on just that idea. Like, we're in 2020. I don't know about you, but for me, like, I feel like just I'm kind of perpetually stuck in, like, 1999 or 2002 or three, like I still haven't let the idea settle in that we're in like 2020. This is like flying cars, the Jetsons to me. This is crazy, you know, and some of the stuff that's uh, on the news and, and all these, you know, new technological advances, all these things that we can do, everything that's possible today, it's absolutely unreal. So just take a moment to kind of let that sink in and You know, today as we talk about taking action on your life, it's a brand new year, it's a brand new opportunity, it's a brand new chance to transform your life. And I know that sounds maybe a little cheesy, but look, if this, you know, every year is a chance to to start anew, to start something new, to create new things, to, to take on new possibilities. But this year especially, I mean, 2020, talk about vision, talk about hindsight, talk about planning and goals and all these things that we want to do with our lives, you know, this is the year to do it. This is the year to do it. So today we're talking about the 20 ways to change your life in 2020. And whenever you happen to be listening to this, if you're listening to it right now when it's being published right at the beginning of the year or later, it doesn't really matter because, you know, most of these things, not all of them, but most of them are universal, you know, in the sense that at any point in time, You can pick a few of these things at any point in time, whether it's the beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year, 20 years from now, and really commit to these things. And this is going to be my challenge for you throughout this episode is pick three of them and commit to them. Really see them through the fullest to the fullest of your capability and commit to them for this year and see your life change. And tag me, you know, tag me on Facebook, social media, all that good stuff at Tudor Alexander Official with your results. I would love to hear it because ultimately I think if we commit to anything and we're consistent, you know, we can change our life. That's really what it's all about. But I'm going to share 20 simple ways that you can share, that you can transform your life. And these ways I have experienced myself through my own clients, through my own life journey, personal growth in the last 15 years. At the time of this episode, I've been doing all kinds of stuff with my life, and I'm very grateful that I've had these kind of experiences to be able to share them with you. So these 20 simple ways I'm about to share with you, like I said, pick three of them, and I guarantee, I guarantee it'll change your life because it changed mine. Okay, so I'm super excited to jump into this episode with you guys. 
If you like this kind of stuff, let me know. Tag me on social media at Tutor Alexander Official. That's Facebook or Instagram. And if you think this episode is life-changing for you, share it with one person, one person today that needs to hear this message. Doesn't matter what time of the year, all these things are life-changing. That if you can commit to it, if you can inspire somebody else to do it, imagine the change that you will bring to their life. So with that, here we go. Let's jump into the 20 ways to change your life in 2020. Here we go. All right, all right, guys, let's jump right into this really quick before we get into all the nitty gritty. Uh, there is an accompanying PDF special report that goes with this whole podcast episode. So we're going to be doing some explaining through all these different ways. But, you know, if you want a bullet point summary, uh, go and get that special report. It, it's at danceoflife.com, just my main website right there. You can just check it out. Also, it's going to have some special links in there. You know, some of these things that I'm going to share with you, uh, they are opportunities to act basically and to, you know, take action. So those links will be in that PDF. So go check it out, danceoflife.com. Here we go with number one. Number one is get a notebook. I know that sounds super simple, but again, you know, it's the simple things that really make a difference in your life. If you get a notebook, get something that you really enjoy, that really resonates with you, that, that makes you want to open up. You know, I'm a very tactile person. I like to feel, I like textures, I like how things look, you know, and, and I, I get a special pen to write in it. You know, I have a red marker to cross off like my to-do list and stuff, you know, so Get something that's really going to inspire you this year. You know, wherever you happen to be listening to this or, or when you happen to list, doesn't matter. A notebook, a new notebook invites you to be creative. It invites you to, to write lists, to reflect on your life. So many valuable things. You know, I have a phone just like everybody else, you know, with notes in it and stuff. I'm constantly accumulating notes, you know, but it's not the same thing. You know, I use that and I use a real notebook. And the reason why a notebook is so effective, you know, we get this like special dopamine rush and, and kick every time we cross off that list. And it's ever more satisfying when you actually have a physical notebook. Also, when you write physically, when you're actually engaged with your writing and you're going through the, the muscle memory of writing something down, crossing it off, it reinforces it in your mind. So notebook has a lot of really good things. It also, you know, helps you to reflect, you know, spending time on your own, reflecting, continually looking back on your life. 2020 is all about vision and hindsight. You know, and again, whether you're listening to this in the middle of the year, at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year, it doesn't matter. It's always about looking back at your life and saying, okay, what did I like and what can I improve? And a notebook is a wonderful way to do that. Get a notebook, keep it handy. And it's really nice, you know, because I also see the, the journey of my own mind in a notebook. I can flip to the very beginning of that notebook and see, wow, you know, where was I psychologically, spiritually, financially? What was I thinking about based on the things that I was writing down? It's a very useful tool. So, you know, use it, you know, hang on to it, keep all your notebooks as a fun little scrapbooking thing. Get a notebook. It's super, super helpful to organize your life and to inspire you towards greatness and action. The second thing, number two, Reconnect with somebody in your life. Could be an old friend, could be a family 
relative could be an, uh, an old employee friend. You had a, another job that you used to be in touch with great friends, but then you had to move, whatever. Reconnect with someone, you know, f- make a list. You know, usually if you're listening to this right now, when it just got released at the beginning of the year, holidays make us grow apart. Usually everybody has to go and get busy with a bunch of stuff. And then we kind of forget to maintain or water our gardens, whether that's our health garden, our friendship gardens, you know, all these different gardens we have in life. And the beginning of the year or any time of the year, you know, especially if you're busy, if you own your own business, we're always occupied with something. It's never short on things to do. And in the process of that, we sacrifice a lot of our relationships. But your relationships are a great source of inspiration. They're a great source of new ideas, new connections. When you have a conversation with somebody and you're open to the magic, it always leads somewhere. Always. You know, so make a list of a few people in your life you haven't connected with, let's say five people, and that you wanted to connect with in the last, let's say, month or two or three or even the last year. And pick at least one of those people and schedule a catch-up session with them. So call them up. If they don't answer, you know, be relentless. You know, so a lot of this, this exact point right here is going to go for every other point in this list. You know, because if you try something and it doesn't work, does it? don't give up on it. Be thorough. Be relentless in your action. These ways will change your life if you follow them through 100%. Nothing will change if you call that person because reconnecting with someone was on your list of the three things that you want to do this year or in the next month to change your life. And if you call that person, they don't answer and then you kind of give up. Well, there's no life changing stuff there because we didn't follow it through. So follow it through 100%. So pick at least one person out of your list and make a call, give them a call and see what's up, see how things have been and do it in person if you can, if there's somebody in person. Obviously, if you have nobody in person, then, you know, maybe schedule a phone call or something, a Zoom call, but try to meet up in person. That's when really most of the magic happens. Okay, number three, pay off a debt. So basically, look at your own debts that you have. It's a great time of the year. Honestly, any time of the year is a great time of the year to pay off your debt, but find that new energy and make a list, especially find those little power suckers those little those little $200 debts or you know $50 debts or you know unpaid little things that are just draining you of energy and mind space that's the key is freeing up that mind space so make a list of your debts and figure out which one can be wiped out in the next 30 days so find one that can be cleared up if you don't have any and all your debts are pretty big and they can't be cleared up in 30 days then figure out the one that is going to take you the shortest amount of time and make a plan for that in the next 30 days of how you're going to attack it and wipe it out and, and find financial goals of like, okay, I'm going to clear this in the next two months or in the next three months, I'm going to be 40% done with it. Or I'm going to increase my, you know, the amount that I'm paying every month by, let's say $100. That way by the, it was supposed to be over in a year and a half from now, but actually I'm going to be done with it in a year. So make a, make a plan and pay off that debt and find the one that you can pay off the shortest and do it because that's going to be empowering. That's going to give you some motivation and confidence to move forward financially. Number four, pick one health goal for this year. So that could be losing weight, gaining some muscle. You know, for me in the last several months, actually in the last two or three years, I've had a lot of like little random 
health issues, you know, with my sleep, my digestion, my, my dental health, some major things really. I mean, I call them little problems, but really these are like major things because if you can't sleep well, you're pretty screwed for the rest of the day. You know, it doesn't matter how many personal growth things that you know. So it's inspired me. I'm going to be coming out with some really exciting uh, courses in the future, new book, you know, in the future on all this stuff. It's not, it's not out there yet, but it really has inspired me to have a renewed understanding and appreciation for health. And health is definitely something we have to focus on every year, every month, every day. So pick a goal. For me, it was getting clarity on my health issues. You know, for example, digestive stuff, it's very, it's a very murky area. There's a lot of things that can go wrong that's not working. And you need to take tests. You need to have the right people working with you. You need to have the right input maybe the right supplements, the right things that you're eating. There's so many conditional things that without the proper education and measurement, uh, you're going to be spinning in circles. So one of those health goals for me last year uh, was to get clarity, to get clarity. So that could be a health goal for you is just simply get clarity. doesn't mean necessarily lose a ton of weight. Maybe again, your uh, goal might be, hey, I want to be pain-free this year, or I want to you know, uh, mental health. Let's say I want to have a better handling over my emotions, those kind of things. So pick your health goal, you know, make a list of the top health goals that you have and pick, pick one of them out of that list and figure out how you're going to achieve it and make measurable benchmarks by every quarter of the year. So what's my Q1 goal? What's my Q2? How am I going to do this by Q3, by Q4? If your health goal is achievable within a quarter or two, then pick two health goals. So basically you want a focus for the whole year on your health. Now, number five is right along the lines with that, which is pick one financial goal for this year. And the same way, make a list of your top financial goals, whether it's, okay, I want to increase my pay. I want to add another stream of revenue. I want to reduce my costs. I want to save more. What is that financial goal or goals and make benchmarks for achieving it this year every quarter, or it's your Q1 goal, Q2, Q3, Q4. And again, if your financial goal is something achievable within two quarters, then pick another financial goal. You know, and these can change. Ultimately, these can change. That's the freedom when we have, when we're planning our goals, but these can change. But pick something, project it out into the future, and create benchmarks that you're going to take action on every three months. That's the key. Manageable time increments that allow you to stay accountable for yourself. Okay, number six, start a daily gratitude practice. Number six is super, super close to home for me. As you know, I published a book on gratitude called The Gratitude Map, and I also published a mini course, a free mini course that comes with it. A lot of great, great resources for you guys if you want to check it out. This is one of those where the link is going to be in that special report. So you can get a link for your free book and free mini course in there. I cannot stress to you enough how big of an impact having a gratitude practice on my life has been in the last several years, especially in the last year of really committing to this book. And, you know, there's a daily gratitude practice Facebook group that I manage and it's, it's gone really well. I'm very blessed. And I can tell you that any top achiever in the world, any top anybody in their field has a practice of gratitude. They can, they can attest to the importance of having gratitude in your life. It is vitally, vitally important to your success, to your motivation, to your relationships, 
to your ability to be courageous and generous in life. There's so many things. I mean, literally every aspect of your life is affected by gratitude. So in every aspect of taking action or success planning, I always include gratitude as a key pillar. So number six, start a daily gratitude practice. There's a whole book and mini course that will help you do that. It's free. Go to thegratitudemap.com. All right, number seven, reach out on social media. What does that mean? Well, number seven basically talks about putting yourself out there and offering yourself to help others on social media. So now, what does this mean? It doesn't mean selling anything. It just means necessarily, I mean, it could if, if the conversation leads there, but saying, hey, who needs help and how can I help? You know, obviously within reason, make sure that you're able to fulfill your promises that you that you create with these people, but put yourself out there and see who needs help with what. And if a conversation leads to somewhere where, hey, you know what, actually I might have something that we could really contribute to you, uh, something that you're selling or a service, then recommend that too. But really just authentically, it could be as simple as helping somebody move, like, oh my God, I know you were moving this weekend. All right, cool, let me help you with that. The other side of this is ask for help. You know, ask for help in your immediate social circle. Say, hey, I need some help with Facebook ads. I need some help uh, with my anger. Like I can't, you know, get out of this loop that I'm in. Anybody recommend anything? So reach out to your social network of friends with a problem that you have that's important to you and also that you feel comfortable sharing and see what happens. See what happens. Let the conversations steer you in the right place and see what happens. Take action on those conversations, on those new connections. Listen, see where things go, and move. Number eight, make a follow-up list. I love this one. It kind of goes with number one to get a notebook. In my own notebook, I have like a to-do list on one column. It's really just a simple notebook, but I kind of just write it on left and right. On one side, I say to-do lists. On the other side, I have a follow-up column. Now, what that follow-up list is, basically, who do I need to call or contact or email, and who needs to email me? Like, basically, all these little up-in-the-air conversations. Like, when you send an email out to somebody, you have to write down in your notebook, hey, I sent Katie an email. Like, I wrote that down. So I know in my mind that I'm still waiting on Katie to respond back to me. Otherwise, we forget. Now, we have certain tools now, like Google, I think Gmail will bump a particular email if you haven't gotten a response on it. But don't rely on that. You know, you got to know all the balls that are flying in the air all the time, especially if you own a business, especially if you're trying to create something, you have a project you're managing. You got to have that follow-up list constantly. And for me personally, I prefer to write it down. I love having a written list of all the names that I'm waiting on because I remember them better. It's just like a, a physical way to connect that information. Because we deal with so much information, guys. We're constantly being bombarded with notifications and emails. And let I me mean, get literally dozens of those, at least dozens of those things a day. So having a different way to address that information and connect to it in a more visceral way is super, super important on keeping on top of things and staying on track. Okay, number nine, invest in a personal development course. This is a great, great idea if you want to change your life. You know, there's so much available these days. It's just crazy. I mean, literally, the future is going to be online education. And I really see that in the next five, 10 years, 
I think they said the personal growth industry is going to increase to over a billion dollars a day, guys. I mean, that's insane. It means people are growing, you know, more aware of the need to educate themselves on a regular basis. And the availability of online courses on anything from accounting to managing your emotions to how to start a business, how to do Facebook ads, how to manage your social media, how to get clients, whatever you want to learn. How do I think I've seen courses for how to uh, deliver a baby, you know, naturally, you know, it's like there's so many things out there because people are sharing their experiences and contributing to others because of the internet. The internet is making all that available now with technology. So highly, highly recommend invest in a personal development course, whatever strikes your fancy, whatever you're curious about. Now I have a no brainer offer for you on this. And my challenge to you is to take this on fully and change your life. Look, I downloaded last year 15 years of my personal growth and performance life strategies, coaching advice into a high-level masterclass. It's called Principles for a Dynamic Life, How to Win in Love, Business, and Beyond. And this class pretty much incorporates, it's about 25 hours of coaching for me on literally everything from how to manage your emotions, how to be successful, how to be disciplined and focused, you know, certain principles that I've used to stay on top of myself and my business in my career as a professional athlete, everything that I could think of that's made me successful. It's been a big mind blow situation for me from books that I've read, from seminars and experiences that have gone, like literally everything I've learned is in this course. It's a lot of information and I share it freely with you for 30 days. There's no obligation. You can't, uh, you don't have to subscribe to anything. You know, if, if you don't finish it and if you don't buy it by the end of 30 days, you just lose access. That's it. My goal was to get this out there, to share it with people uh, so I'm going to share the secret page where I was using it just for my friends. I'm going to share that with you guys because this is part of this whole episode of 20 ways to change your life in 2020. So I'm going to share this because I truly believe it can make a difference in your life. And the link for that's going to be in your special report PDF that you can find on the website. But that masterclass trial that I created again, that was initially just for my friends, but I'm going to open that up for you guys. It's a 30-day trial of this course. All I ask is you do it, you really commit to it, and give me a testimonial at the end of your experience. Again, if you want to purchase the course, you can get it at 70% off. That was my super secret friends discount. So check it out. It's going to be, the link is in your special report. So make sure you go there to check it out. That's Principles for a Dynamic Life, How to Win in Love, Business, and Beyond. Really, really excited about that course, so go check it out. Number 10. Finish a book in the next 30 days. So whenever you happen to be listening to this, doesn't matter, jump in on a new book, whether that's through listening it on Audible or reading it on the plane or whenever you find time to read. If you like to read at night before you go to bed. For me, I'm an audio listener. I love listening to information while I'm driving because to me, driving is generally a waste of time. So if I can add something productive to that time that I would normally not be doing, like learning a book or listening to a personal development course or a podcast. That's a wonderful way to use my time and to listen to information, to read books, essentially to learn that information without having to sit and read. For me, sitting and reading, I don't really read at night before I go to bed. 
Sometimes I read on the plane, but other than that, you know, most of the time I'm not flying, you know, so to sit and read is very difficult because it takes time away from other things. So I love listening. Get yourself an audible membership. Uh, you know, it's a wonderful way to listen to some podcasts, but finish a book. I think books are, are different than a podcast because a book is about something in specific. It's a specific topic. So use that to uplevel your life. You know, use that to, you know, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling complacent, if you're feeling unsure, reading a book is a great way to jumpstart that part process, to catalyze that process because it'll give you new ideas. It's somebody else's perspective. It'll give you new ways to take action. So even if you learn one thing from that book that you can take action on, it's worth it because now that one thing may lead you to five other things. So finish a book in the next 30 days, commit to it, and see what happens. Number 11, create a new habit in the next 30 days. I highly, highly recommend in the PDF special report, guys, and for the last one, finishing a book, I linked my recommended reading list. I forgot to mention that, but I linked my recommended reading list of like totally mind-blowing personal development books that I've read or listened to. A lot of really good stuff in there, so go check it out. Use that as your own inspiration. But in that list, one of the books is Atomic Habits by James Clear. He's a very uh, well-renowned habit expert. He talks about how to make a new habit into your life, how to cement it into your life. And so, you know, one of the things that I learned from that was the idea of habit stacking, meaning like if you want to add a new habit, you just stack it on top of a habit that you already have. So for example, I'll give you an example in my own life. I went to a, a retreat or like a, like a summit, personal development summit, and one of the speakers talked about having positive self-talk in the mirror and talking to yourself positively, saying that you deserve love, that you deserve success, all these types of things. I, I used to always think that was hokey. But after something changed, I was like, I was more open-minded at the time when I heard this again at this summit. I was like, all right, you know what? When I get home, I'm going to start doing this. And rather than doing, like having my own time where I have to just separately like go into the bathroom and just look in the mirror and have all this positive affirmation, I decided to do it that every time I was in the bathroom for one reason or another, whether it's to wash my hands or brush my teeth usually or take a shower, I would make a habit of starting to look at the mirror and say some positively affirming things. So that was a habit stack. I was already, I already had the habit of like showering and brushing my teeth, but now I added the habit to the tailwinds of the other habit that was already there. Uh, so now I have a habit of doing that in the mirror and it's been very helpful because I realized how much negative talk or like self-criticism or just like looking at yourself in the mirror and wondering what's wrong, like, you know, my face doesn't look right or my hair doesn't look right, whatever, right? All these negative things that we do for ourselves. I didn't realize how much of that was going on in my life. So with habits, one more thing, try to make it attractive, make it easy to do, make it obvious to you, and make it satisfying. Those, those are the four ways that we want to cement a new habit into our life. So check out, check out the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's, uh, that's where you're going to learn a lot of this stuff. It's in my recommended reading list, like I said, that I share with you guys on your special report. So check that out. Really, really good book. But create a new habit. And if you can do that every month, Imagine by the end of a year, you'll have 12 new habits. 
Even if you have six new habits that are productive, that are helpful, I mean, that's a big deal. In five years, that's 30 new habits. It's, it's just crazy when you do the numbers. So little by little, consistency is king. That is the number one thing to learn. Number 12, halfway through here, a little over halfway through. Number 12 is invest in a retreat experience. This is such a, an important thing. You know, since I was in high school, gosh, actually even earlier than that, I've gone on retreats for one reason or another. And every time I've gone, it's been a life-changing experience. And a, a retreat to me is different than like a personal growth seminar. So this, there's an important distinction here. A retreat involves to me nature. It involves, you know, some sort of connecting with other people, you know, like having these sort of more spiritual, it doesn't have to be religious, but having that sort of metaphysical, spiritual slash nature connecting to the universe type feel. That's a retreat to me, a retreat where you can just literally retreat from life. You know, personal development seminars usually are within the city, so you're not really going anywhere. So when you actually go on a retreat and you're getting out of the city, you're going on in nature, you're, you're immersing yourself for literally two, three, four days or more in an experience that helps you connect with other people, learn something experientially that you can take with you. You make lifelong connections. You, you make these realizations. You have time to reflect. Like you just stop because you have all this momentum when you're in the city. You have all this momentum and that momentum doesn't allow you oftentimes to see anything new. If you don't see anything new, then you can't create anything new. So if you want to change your life, then you have to kind of step out of that rat race, that rat wheel and get a new perspective. And the best way, one of the best ways to do that is just to get a, go on a retreat and in my own experience, I've been on several retreats and we recently started leading a retreat, which has been a lot of fun. And I want to invite you to that. You can join us. If you're listening to this, you know, the, the gratitude getaway is what I want you to invite you to. This is going to be our 2020 gratitude getaway. Super, super excited about this, guys. The link for more information is going to be in your special report. So check it out there on that page. But the 2020 Gratitude Getaway, it's in Arizona. So it's beautiful, beautiful places we find. Uh, a lot of great outdoor stuff. We get movement. We get dancing, connection. You don't have to know how to dance or anything. It's just dancing up and down, enjoying the music, connection, personal growth, exercises. You know, really change your life with gratitude and nature and good food, good people. It's just a really awesome event. I'm super excited to have been a host of such a thing and be able to share all these things that have made a difference in my life with other people. So check it out. This is going to be the Gratitude Getaway 2020. It's going to be probably sometime in May. We don't have a set date right now. Uh, but again, listen, you know, if you're listening to this episode, whenever you're listening to it, you can always join the list for more information. Just click the link in your special report. That's going to take you to that if you're interested in that. So Invest in a retreat experience and get yourself out of that rat wheel. Number 13, start learning a new skill in the next 30 days. This is a great one because look, at the end of the day, if you want to be more successful, if you want more money, you want more you know, love in your life, you want more gratitude, even gratitude. Gratitude is a skill. You know, To be mindful, that is a skill. It takes training. So make a list of the skills that you need right now to take whatever area of your life that's most important to you to the next level, whether it's, again, your health, your finances, your spirituality, your, your mindset, whatever it is, make a list of, let's say, like five skills and 
out of those five skills, pick one that you can commit to learning or at least starting to learn in the next 30 days and see what happens. Like really go for it. So make a list, find the area in your life that's most important to you, then make a list for that area of the skills that you need to take it to the next level. And these could be, you know, these could be communication skills. These could be delegation skills. Maybe you have a hard time delegating. Maybe you need to go take a class on, I'm, you know, like a, like an online course on how to delegate. Maybe you need to take a class on how to communicate better because you're having a hard time communicate your vision to other people. I don't know. So skills can really be anything here. So learn a new skill in the next 30 days and change your life. Take action and gain a new skill, gain a new perspective, gain a new ability to act and to move in the world to create what you want. Number 14, start learning an art form in the next 30 days. So kind of like learning a new skill, you know, learning an art form, whether it's dancing, painting, playing a music, musical instrument. You know, my own life, I'm a musician. I, I play the piano. But, you know, like one goal I have for this year, 2020, is to learn to play like the hand drums, to actually invest in some hand drums, maybe even get a hang drum. If you know what a hang drum is, it's kind of like this cool metal steel drum type thing. I really have always wanted to learn like percussive instruments. I really commit to that. So that's a new art form for me. You know, I dance, I I play music on But to me, learning that, there's so many ways to create. There's so many ways to express yourself. And each one has its own satisfying flavor that I think is necessary for our life. I think we all have some creative power that we can release through art. And art is very therapeutic. So if you want to change your life, Learn a new art form in the next 30 days. Pick it up, whatever it is. Take a class, do private lessons, do group classes, do an online class, or just randomly start tinkering. A lot of the stuff that I learned was through tinkering, to be honest with you. And and just learn and play and have fun and create and express yourself and see where your life takes you. Number 15, start learning a new language in the next 30 days. You know, this is, again, all these things are just about starting and learning something. Commit to it for 30 days. You know, language is such a big part of our life. And especially for the next one that I'm going to share with you, which is travel somewhere new, uh, being able to speak a different language, imagine the freedom that would give you to explore, to, to try new areas of the world outside of your culture. I mean, such a, in most, if you're like me, you're in the United States here, most people, I mean, I speak two and a half language. I say two and a half because I used to speak Spanish pretty well, but I'm not as good at it anymore because I've been out of practice. But I used to be pretty much trilingual. I speak Romanian, English, and Spanish. Now, not so much on the Spanish part, but you know, don't be stuck in just one language. Most people in the world speak two languages at least. And we're kind of out of tune with that here in the United States. But if you learn a new language, it opens up not just your brain, but really your culture too, because language, you can't take language out of the culture. Language and culture are together because the words of a language of a particular culture are going to be different than the words. You know, there's words in Hawaii for certain things that we don't even have words to express here. Vice versa. That's why they say English is the language of business. You know, it's very objective. It's very clear and distinguished. Whereas you have different languages, they have so many words for, let's say, you know, a particular food or for a particular emotion that we don't even have in English. So that really gives you a flavor of the way that those people think, of a different way of thinking and of being, 
of relating to the world. So language is a very powerful tool for experiencing those things. So number 16, again, related to that is travel somewhere new. You know, whether it's something you want to plan, if you're the type that you want to plan, like a big vacation or something that you haven't done before, make that plan. Uh, If you want to just be spontaneous and have a weekend getaway, then do that too. But go somewhere new, travel somewhere new. Traveling actually means traveling, like go somewhere outside of your city, outside of your state, outside of your country, travel somewhere new. There's so many awesome places on my own bucket list that I can't wait to get to. Uh, A lot of them, unfortunately, I have very expensive tastes. So a lot of them will take some planning, but you know, there's so many, that's one of my goals is to really travel the world and experience these, these so many beautiful places out there. So much beautiful food and culture there really is very wide, widening, eye-opening and widening, widening of your consciousness. So travel somewhere new this year and make some memories. See where it takes you. Everything is an opportunity for more action. Everything is a skipping stone to something else. So the key is that we just do something. And that something, as long as you're doing it with an open mind, will always lead you to something else. It will always lead you. So traveling somewhere new is a great way to try a new perspective, to get new ideas, to refresh your mind in a way maybe that you don't even anticipate. So travel somewhere new, get spontaneous, whatever it is, make an adventure this year and post some memories on Facebook or Instagram and tag me. I'm really curious to see where you guys go. Okay, number 17, invest in a productivity wearable. This is gonna be one of those that is going to be a little less evergreen information because stuff like this is always changing. But, you know, in my own life, I've been really getting curious with wearable technologies, productivity, especially, like I said, when we talked about health goals at the very beginning of this list, you know, for me, getting clear on my my health, like, for example, sleeping, that was a big issue. I, was, yeah, I had a lot of stress and stuff, so it kind of started to affect my sleep. So I started looking into, like, okay, what are all the tools that I can use to maximize my sleep performance. Now we're looking at sleep from a performance aspect, which is really funny to me, but it really is because sleep, for example, is such a big part of your life and your productivity. So when we say productivity, uh, most of the time we don't tend to think of your ability, let's say, to be mindful or to have good sleep as related to productivity, but it really is. You know, for example, you have the Muse headband. So right now, again, this is not really super evergreen information, but you know, this is just a good place to start. Like look up the Muse headband. I'll give you guys a a couple things that I've tried myself or I've really read into that are very interesting. The Muse headband, it's, you know, helps you to basically achieve a meditative practice, uh, a clear mind. It gives you the biofeedback. It's got an app that you basically can, you know, log your meditating hours. So it's it's a biofeedback, portable electroencephalograph. Basically it it, uh, reads your brain waves and it kind of gives you that feedback so you know what does it feel like to, to actually relax? So it's very interesting technology, and I'm sure they're going to take it to the next level every year, but that's a good one. Uh, the Aura Ring, that's another, I think it's built O-U-R-A-R-I-N-G, Aura Ring. Uh, that's for sleep. It's a wearable ring that gives you feedback on your sleep, like heart rate, temperature, you know, deep sleep. Did you have it? You know, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's really cool. Uh, very popular now. It seems to be a lot of the people I've met who are, 
high achievers seem to have it. So that's that's a very cool piece of technology. I think it's going to run you at the time of this episode right now. It's about 400 bucks, I believe, something like that. But again, you know, all this stuff is subject to change. Technology is always moving. EBB, E-B-B, is another wearable unit for cooling the prefrontal cortex of your mind because that's the part that's associated with thinking. Uh, so it's a wearable that you put next to your bed with a little headband on and it cools. It's very interesting. It cools. Supposedly, At the time of this episode, right now, I'm waiting for mine in the mail. So I'll, I'll definitely keep you guys updated with that, see how that goes. But very exciting, very research-based. It's supposed to calm your nerves down. You know, not necessarily you have anxiety, but just calm your mind down. So EBB, E-B-B, check that out. That's a, it's a really, and again, all these are listed in your uh, special report. So you can check them out there and kind of Google them for yourself. Another one is called Halo Sport. Halo Sport is a, like a headphone type of thing that you put on your head and it puts a very light electric current into your brain. And now that sounds like pretty sci-fi crazy stuff, but actually what it does is it makes your brain hyperplastic, meaning uh, it, it's, it kind of opens up this window where you can learn much faster, especially motor like learning skills, you know, things that involve some sort of motion and anything from like playing an instrument, playing a new sport, doing new choreography, uh, anything helps you kind of learn better. Now, the interesting thing about this to me is that coordination and your own ability to be aware of your own movements, interoception it's called, that's actually been related to your own ability to handle emotional issues too. So the more sensitive and mindful you are physically, uh, that actually helps with a lot of other self-regulating things. So this is very interesting. It's a very interesting wearable, Halo Sport. Uh, at the time of this episode, they have a Halo Sport 2 that just came out. And I think it's about three or 400 bucks as well. Um, another interesting find that I saw is these uh, Potential X Focus Buds. Very interesting. They're like these little Bluetooth-type things you put in your ears, and they trigger a flow state. So they basically help to uh, trigger a flow state. So these, check them out, Potential X. I read at the time of this episode right now, they're still on Kickstarter, and they're going to be launching in a couple months. Uh, so again, you know, all this stuff is kind of time sensitive. So look into it yourself and do the research, but very interesting focus buds, potential X, I believe is the brand, uh, to basically help you focus. So, you know, without any invasion, no supplements, nothing, it's basically just focus, no jitters, really interesting stuff. So there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff. I also ordered something called a Robin. This is a R O B N. It's another, type of wearable. It's like a Bluetooth speaker that you put on your body. It's a wearable speaker, very light, very you know comfortable, nothing uh, awkward about it. But for me, doing movement, for example, uh, especially dancing, it's a great way to carry the music with me and also to use to feel the music in case of a movement therapy type of situation, in case of helping people feel literally the sound in their body. So that was designed, I think, for like hikers and different things like that, where people wanted to have a hands-free situation. Um, so in that sense, it increases your productivity, like literally by being able to be hands-free and, you know, hike and do other stuff hands-free with a wearable speaker. Uh, but for me, doing movement especially, that was an extra added thing of productivity that was interesting to me. So the Muse, the Aura Ring, the Ebb, Halo Sport, 
Robin and Focus Buds. There's a lot of stuff. This is by no means an exhaustive list. There's so much stuff out there. And if you're a geek into that kind of stuff, I constantly, there's always new things happening. But, you know, get started with, you know, with one thing, invest in a productivity wearable, something that really resonates with you, whether it's something about meditation, your sleep, you know, that Halo Sport was really cool. It's very interesting. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff out there. Invest in something that will help you in an area of your life and notice the difference and see the change that it happens. Number 18, do one thing out of your comfort zone. This is one of those cliche top sound things, but look, make a list of the top five things, top five things that are outside your comfort zone right now that scare you, that, you know, that they're something that you're a little bit apprehended by, but that you want. You have to want it too. It's not just like, be scared and do something that scares you. Yeah, it should scare you a little bit, but part of you should also want it too. And that's the part you have to tune into because that's going to be what keeps you going after the first failure. Now, the important thing also to remember is that there's three zones. There's your comfort zone, there's your growth zone, your learning zone, and then there's the danger zone. The danger zone is when you're way too uncomfortable and it's not sustainable. So remember, again, the key with all of these is not necessarily that you start. That's important too. That's the first step is very important. But that you sustain it, that you're consistent, that you follow through, that you're thorough, that you finish it to the level that you committed it. So when you pick that one thing, make a list of the top five things that scare you this year that you've wanted to do, that you've put off, but they're a little scary. And pick one of those and take action on it for the next 30 days. And if you accomplish it, or if it can be finished, let's say in the, in the next 30 days, then pick another thing and just do that every, you know, every, every time pick one thing and stay a little bit in that uncomfortable zone all the time. You always have to have a little bit of, you know, it's always a balance, right? That's the dance of life. The dance between having that stability and comfort and predictability and, and not having too much stuff out of whack, but then also growing at the same time. You know, you can't grow unless things are being ripped apart and damaged and, and uncomfortable. So that's a constant dance between those two things, but we always have to have that little bit of discomfort in order to grow. So make a list, pick one thing and take action on it 30 days, the next 30 days. Number 19, down to the last two, here we go. Number 19 is make a forgiveness list and do it. You know, forgiveness is such a huge part and there's no better time when there's a new year, a new month, a new week, a new day, literally. You have, you, have a mo- you have an opportunity every moment to start anew and to forgive. And forgiveness to me, just like gratitude, is an essential pillar of productivity, of changing your life, of being wealthy, of having great relationships. I mean, you cannot have good relationships or be very successful or fulfilled or happy or even wealthy in my mind if you don't forgive, Think about that. You know, if you hang on to everything, everything that upsets you, everything that insults you, you just hang on to it. You don't let it go. You know, forgiveness uh, is not forgiving. Is that's going to really eat away at your spirit. It's going to eat away at your creativity, your ability to love other people, your ability to come up with new ideas, to create. You know, all that energy has to go somewhere. And when you are exporting it or delegating it to an old problem, or the past, or an unchangeable thing, uh, then you're you're wasting your energy. You're wasting your energy every day. We all have just enough energy. It's limited. It's not infinite. 
You can tune into that infinite inspiration, but how much you have personally as a human being with a physical body and limited resources, it's a limited amount of time, a limited, limited amount of energy. And what we choose this is why it's so important when you choose these things to really stick with it. What you choose determines your future. We all have 24 hours in a day, but the difference between all of our results is because we all have different ways that we use that 24 hours. So when you practice forgiveness, you can let go and free up that energy so you can use it otherwise on more productive things. In my own life, I created this kind of five-step protocol to remind myself of what really matters in life. And it's called the five steps to forgiveness. So I'm going to share those with you really quickly here. And if, if you want, there's a podcast episode. It's episode 134. You can listen to it. I'll link it in the special report as well. So you can listen to it there. Five steps to forgiveness. I break down these in detail. But basically, these are five simple ways to take your mind through these different steps to kind of loosen the hold that we have or uh, kind of this sense of, you know, there's a lot of problems that we've associated with forgiveness that are not really true. We've associated that it's very difficult to do. We've associated that, for example, if I forgive, I'm I'm condoning that person's actions, you know, all these kind of things that make it very hard to forgive. And we've associated those things to forgiveness, which makes it very difficult in our minds to do it. So, I created these five steps to forgiveness based on my own experience with myself, with my own clients, with with my own experiences in life to help you go through these different steps to help you come to a point where you can forgive much easier. It's very simple. And the first step in all that is to look at your health, to see, okay, look, in each one of these steps, there's something you got to see. And when you see it, forgiveness becomes possible. The first step is plainly look at it from a perspective of your health. So when you're looking to forgive somebody and it's difficult for you and you don't want to do it, first look at your own health. You got to look at it from the most selfish way possible in the sense that you're literally killing yourself by hanging on to that negative emotion. You're, you're draining yourself of energy. You're draining yourself of creative power. You're draining yourself of freedom by hanging on to that negative feeling. So literally you're creating more harm for yourself by hanging on to it. So look at your health. The second step is, you know, if, if that doesn't work, let's say if that if that kind of eases it up, but it's not enough, the second step is to first see that you can't control anything, to really get present to that. And what that step is called, it's called inherent nature, meaning the inherent nature of the world and the inherent nature of people. So what does that mean? So the inherent nature of the world, and again, there's a whole podcast episode to this. I'm going to link in your special report. You can listen to it there. It'll break these down. But inherent nature of the world is that you can't control what happens in the world. When you really get present to that, it becomes much easier to forgive. Like you really just can't control. With people, the more you learn about people, the more you learn about our psychology, our evolution, our behaviors, and you start to see how we are by default wired then it becomes no surprise to you that people act the way they do. That people act small, that people act jealous, that people act angry and afraid, you know, all these different things. And at first, you know, we take it very personally because we expect people to be different. But the more you learn about inherent nature, about our own negative bias, our own smallness, our own ego, and how everybody has their own wounds that they grow up with, 
everything happens for a reason in the sense that every behavior exists for a reason. And when the more you learn about human behavior and psychology, you start to gain acceptance. And that's really what step two is about, is acceptance of, okay, I see how people are by default. That doesn't mean you condone their behavior. It just means, okay, like I'm not going to be surprised because of my own mis-expectations about the world, about other people. It doesn't mean be negative either. It just means accept it for how it is. It is what it is. Now, the, the third step, if that doesn't work, this is another powerful step right here. The third step is that you want to get out of this idea of no judgment, no pardon. So, or I should say, get into the idea of no judgment, no pardon. You want to get out of the idea of judging and pardoning when it comes to forgiveness. Forgiveness is not about pardoning anybody. You see, the problem that we've associated, like I said earlier, is that we've associated forgiveness with pardoning, meaning like I pardon somebody of their sins, of their mistakes. And we've associated forgiveness with that. But really, forgiveness is something entirely on its own. It's, it's your own mental process of clearing the slate. Because the problem with pardoning is that pardoning only exists because judging exists. They arise mutually. You wouldn't have judging if you didn't have pardoning, and you wouldn't have pardoning if you didn't have judging. So the problem that we get into when we pardon somebody, then there has to be an initial judgment that we're letting go of. And this is where we get into a psychological problem, because if we don't agree with that judgment, then we don't want to pardon. So we get into this judging and justification and all this kind of rat race of trying to justify our actions or justify their actions. But really, pardoning and forgiveness are two very different things. When you forgive, it has nothing to do with that other person. There is no judgment. It is literally you are letting go of the responsibility, of the obligation to judge in the first place. This is a very important distinction because if you can get really present to that, that it has nothing to do with the other person, then it becomes much easier because it's really about you and your own ledger that you're clearing because the ledger in your mind is in your mind. It's not out there in the world, a universal world. It is in your mind and it's your responsibility to clear it. The more you hang on to it, the more it drains you of energy. So no judgment, no pardoning uh, when it comes to forgiveness. Now, the fourth step is you have no obligation to act. This is another association that we've made with forgiveness, which is inaccurate in the sense that we feel that, oh, well, if I forgive, now I have to do this, this, this. I have to treat this person a certain way. I have to be a certain way like this. And this is another thing. Forgiveness has no calling, no obligation for you to act. Forgiveness is literally just creating a space where there once was something. And that something was your judgment, whatever judgment you put on the situation. When you forgive, you're just letting go of that and creating a space. You don't have to fill the space again. Okay, now it can, maybe when you when you do create the space authentically, maybe something will want to fill it naturally. Love, gratitude, all these different things. Maybe not purpose, whatever it is, you know, you're clearing the space so that A, you have nothing there, you can be free, or B, something positive can come in its place. And that leads to step number five, which is gratitude. And again, this is a very important part of forgiveness because the reality is when you do create a space, it will want to get filled. And by default, again, going back to inherent nature, our minds are wired for the negative. So if you 
do not fill that space with something like gratitude or purpose, then it will fill up on its own with your own negative thoughts again and judgments. And it'll, it's so easy for that space once you've forgiven. Think about anybody in your life that you're close to. If you just pick something minuscule that you forgave that person about and then they did it again the next time, if you didn't fill that space with gratitude for what you learned or having a purpose in your life for this or you know, being grateful for that person in whatever way, you go right back to that judgment and you're even more pissed off because the emotions are flaring. Oh my God, you did it again or whatever else, right? So we have to fill the space and I like to fill it with gratitude. So once you find all those four steps of it's not good for your health, you can't control the world except how things are and people are. You don't have to judge and there's no obligation to act. When you find yourself through those four steps and you clear that space, the final step to really lasting forgiveness is to fill it with gratitude. Every situation in your life that has been very difficult or challenging or why me, you can always reframe it through forgiveness and gratitude. I truly believe that. And it's not always easy, absolutely not. But with with practice and with dedication, again, go check out the free book that I wrote, thegratitudemap.com. You get a free mini course, free book. There's a lot of stuff in there about this kind of stuff that we're talking about here. It's changed my life. And if you want to change your own life, Forgiveness is a constant practice that you have to engage in. All right, number 20. We've made it through the list, guys. Congratulations. I'm super excited for you. Number 20. Here we go. Make an inspiring vision board for this year. You know, vision boarding or visualizing, painting future pictures, as I like to call it, so important for your life. You've got to constantly visualize and engage creatively. We like to play. You know, we're all kids at heart. We like to play, we like to create, we like to draw. Even if you're not a particularly, let's say, artistic person, you still have the ability to cut pictures out of a magazine or to find pictures on the internet, print them out, organize them in a certain way. Really being creative is not about your ability to draw or paint or play music or dance. It's not about that. Being creative is about being able to put things together that weren't together before. That's really all there is to it. And when you make a vision board, then that's really about putting things together, associating things. Let's say a new house, a new car, a new job, a new lover, a new life with yourself, with something that hasn't happened yet. So that's really about being creative, creating those visions for you to live into the future. Without a direct, clear vision of where you're going, you're just going to spin in circles and another year is going to pass. This is 2020, guys. This is 20. 20. If this is not the year to act, I don't know what is. So make an inspiring vision board, something that lights you up, that gets you excited. In your PDF special report, there's a link to one of my great friends. I interviewed him, Steve Gamlin, on his vision board mastery program. You can go check it out there. It's a really cool program. It guides you through all the steps of creating your vision board. And, you know, you can also schedule some coaching with Steve if you want, but he's got a group of vision boarders. It's, it's all a really cool program that you can dive into. It's very uh, inexpensive for what it is. It's an online course. It's a community. You know, like I said, you can also get some coaching too. So it's a really good program for, for starting a vision board and creating it in your life. So go check it out. 
That has been all for today. I really wish you success in this year. And again, whenever you're happening to listen to this, doesn't matter. Pick three. That's my challenge to you. 20 ways to change your life in 2020. Pick three of these ways and really commit to them. Commit to them in the next 30 days or however long the individual challenge is. And again, use your PDF special report for this. All that stuff is in there, all the links and all the instructions. Commit to it and share your results with me. Tag me on social media. I'm really curious, but I hope you've enjoyed. Go out there and change your life. Life is amazing. Life is a gift. That's 20 ways to change your life in 2020. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. You are in 2020. The future is now, guys. We are cyborgs. Anything is possible. You can deliver stuff through drones. We're going to have Uber and drones. You know, it's going to be crazy. This is a crazy time to live in, in a good way, I think. You know, sure, there's a lot of crazy stuff in the world, but it's a great time to be alive. Hindsight is 2020. What have you wanted to do but haven't started yet. What are you afraid of? It's time. It's time to do it. You know, my goal with this episode was to inspire you to take action in your life, really. I mean, it sounds so cliche, God, you know, but really to take action on something that's important to you. I wanted to give you some practical, powerful ways to do this. You know, these things have all changed my life in one way or another. All the things that I've listed on here, I've experienced in my own life or working, you know, with my with my clients. But remember, it's all about that consistency every day. You know, what, what you do now every day in 30 days is going to be a huge difference. So really commit to it, guys. I really hope you got that message today. And if you've enjoyed this episode, share it with one person in your life that needs to hear today's message about these 20 ways to take action. Share that PDF uh, special report with them as well. They're more than welcome to have it. It's got a lot of great resources in there. And let me know, tag me on Facebook and Instagram at Tutor Alexander Official with your three things that you pick from this list. And keep me updated. Let me know what your progress has been 30 days from now, from the time of this that you've heard this. Doesn't matter when you're listening to this. Keep me updated. I'm really curious to know. Good luck to you in 2020. Remember our quote from Tony Robbins. I love this quote. The only impossible journey is the one that you never begin. Life is short, guys. You know, when it's over, it's over. Let's be real. Don't let time fly and then just have a bunch of regrets. Do everything that your heart calls you to. Act on your curiosity. Share your gifts with others. Strive for better. Be a better person, a better father, a better mother, a better athlete, a better entrepreneur. There's always something to do better. And it's 2020 and it's time. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you have an awesome, amazing, amazing rest of your day. Keep me updated with all your stuff. And remember, life is a dance. So go out there and dance it well.
for more episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.